Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So are we now officially hitting back at Iran? Now hitting the militant groups that are attacking U.S. soldiers. 56 soldiers have been injured so far. Well, that'd be nice to know. It'd be nice to know if, if there was a uh, a push to reminding uh, these mullahs, these hardliners, these clerics uh, that the world would be better off without them. Which it would. And Iran could then be Persia again. Oh, what a delight and treat. That would be Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Uh, got Tony. That's the that's a number. That's how you get to be a part of the program. The march still goes on in D.C. for Israel. Not one screaming of a genocidal uh, uh, slogan. Not one. Not one. Five people have asked, does anybody know where I find good brisket? That that has been so far where the count is. Nothing for genocide. Five people looking for brisket. That's that's where we're at. Just a difference. A difference in these marches. A difference in these people. But I would like it if the people who attend these kinds of things, the people who talk about these things, recognize that they should not go gently into that good night. That this is the fight of a lifetime, the fight of survival, and you should fight to win. I think that's extremely important. I believe this true about the Iranian uh, clerics, hardliners, the mullahs, the Ayatollah. If we're going to see U.S. troops attacked, I want to respond with force. Now, maybe you think I'm a warmonger. Tony, you want to respond with force? You put on the uniform. Whoa up. I did not say that we should willy-nilly walk our way into a war everywhere. I said when U.S. soldiers are being attacked, we respond with force to make it stop. I do not know what this conversation is now within the Republican Party regarding we should never be involved in anything. Sometimes you don't want to be involved. The world involves you. And yet, there's this refrain about the idea of, oh, we shouldn't do this, oh, we shouldn't do that, oh, we shouldn't do the other. I don't think it provides any value. Just as a, as a matter of of survival, as a matter of uh, a projection of uh, of that strength, which does lead to security. Oh, does it? Is that why we have all this terrorism? You 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 think that not uh, you think that not having strength um, is better? Well, we get too involved. Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't discuss involvement. I discussed being able to protect oneself. We see the problem with these soldiers that they're in Syria and they're in Iraq and they shouldn't be there. Well, that would be a policy conversation, wouldn't it? But if they are there, I'm not going to sit here and listen to somebody explain to me why the Iranians have a point. They don't have a point. They're murderous bastards. Can we at least agree on basics? If you want to argue 
that that's the way they view us, that's fine. So it's us or them. Pick one. No, 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 no. I'm not going to listen to anything else. Pick one. It's us or them. Pick one. They're murderous bastards. We're murderous bastards. That's the argument somebody wants to make. Okay, fine. Pick one. Who should be the murderous bastard who wins? Because sometimes that's all you're left with, right? If you're going to break it down to that and somehow not understand the difference, fine. I can't help you. I can't help that person. Now who do you want to win? Our argument should always be one of how do we not make it worse? How do we make ourselves safe? What is the proper positioning? I agree with that. I agree with that debate and that conversation. But if we have U.S. soldiers being shot at by these militant groups, I don't accept the idea that we don't return fire. I don't accept the idea that we don't respond with force. I don't, res- I don't accept the idea that we aren't going to be people who keep them safe. No way. Not, not, not a chance. Not a chance. Now, I will also mention that part of our issue is that we have a government that does not recognize exactly how strong Iran is. When I say strong, that they have put money into terrorism, they have put money into um gaining allies, and yes, put money into undermining the United States. There is a Pentagon aide, Ariane Tabatabi, Tabatabai. She has security clearance. Chief of Staff to the Pentagon's Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations and Low-Intensity Conflict. But as the people at Semaphore pointed out, talking about a Tehran-backed influence operation, she, Iranian-born, supporter of Iran, and ties to senior Iranian foreign ministry officials. They involved themselves in a campaign to smear the nation's leading opposition group, the MEK. I think uh, Mujahideen... Is it Kalk? K-H-A-L-Q? Let's just call it the opposition group to the Ayatollah. By seeking to neutralize favorable impressions of the organization among Washington's foreign policy elite, Tehran sought to take down an entity capable of aiding Western attempts to curtail the Iranian regime's nuclear weapons program, malign regional agenda, uh, human rights abuses, and fundamentalist inclinations. You cannot allow certain things to take place. Well, Tony, what you're saying is is very, very troublesome. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Somebody born in Iran comes to America, can't be a good citizen who loves the country? They totally can. And I would argue that there are 
multiples of people within the millions range who would make world-class Americans and I would welcome with open arms. Does that mean that you're working in the Pentagon? Maybe that takes a generation. Maybe that takes a generation. Now, maybe I'm very off base there. Maybe it really depends on the person. But if we know through investigation that someone is part of a Tehran-backed influence operation, why in the world would they have security clearance? How is it possible that the late Senator Dianne Feinstein had a limo driver who was connected to the CCP? What level of investigation do we engage in? How in the world do we present ourselves, present our thought process to a nation? How do we actually prove to fellow Americans, no, we're serious about safety? You have dealt with spies throughout existence of, of, of the nation. Spies are nothing new. And certainly the Russians had their fair share, just like we did. How does one go about ensuring, to the best of their ability, that that number is limited? So that could have a series of different possible answers. But let me start with the one that at least overrides the rest. We try. Therein lies the difference. Because this administration is so Iran-focused and so desirous of support, providing support to Iran and love to Iran and bringing Iran to the table, just like Barack Obama did, because it's the third term of Obama, right? That's the argument people want to make. That they don't look at what's possibly wrong. They don't look at what's possibly an issue. They don't look at what is possibly dangerous because to look at that would be to be bigoted. And oh, we cannot be bigoted. So we have to say yes, because everybody's on the same side. Everybody's on the side of right. No, they're not. And being bigoted, oh, oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. Being bigoted is one of the best things you can do for your survival. What does it mean to be bigoted? What it means to be bigoted is saying, I don't touch the, the, the hot stove. Being bigoted is, I don't walk into a situation I know is dangerous. Being bigoted is, I don't jump out of an airplane without a parachute. All of these things we don't do. We don't engage. We do not make happen. We take a breath and we take a beat. And we ask ourselves, does this make sense? That level of thought and contemplation and demand is the difference between safe and unsafe. It's a difference between survival and not. I mean, it, it, it just is the difference. So bigotry is good. Bigotry is the reason I drive certain vehicles and not others. I mean, 
it's because I like one thing and I don't like the other. I, I, I state a preference. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? The answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. You're allowed to like one thing and not like another thing. You're allowed that for your own life. Does that mean you should stop the other thing from being able to engage, exist, be in the marketplace? Or whatever? Of course not. But people never talk about the, the, the value of these things. I make decisions. I choose one thing over another. And one way to describe that is just downright bigotry. Okay. I look at it as uh, making a choice. And it's okay. It's okay to like one thing over another thing. It's not okay to stop American citizens from being able to engage what they might like. For example, some people, some people like Skittles. Well, those people, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they can they can just go to hell. They, I don't have any room for them in my life whatsoever. The people who are fine with Skittles. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Right. But I'm not here to take Skittles off the market. You have to want to do the investigation. You have to want to say the thing out loud. The only way you protect a nation is by starting with, we have to protect the nation from enemies, and here are the enemies. They don't have to be for forever, but they are today. And then take a look at who you're hiring in that backdrop. With that as the backdrop. If we did that, we would be safer. But the left doesn't do that because, oh, we can't be bigoted. So instead, we keep with people who are supportive of a regime that wants to kill us. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. I'm Tony Katz. Tell us what happened with you and Kevin McCartney. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I... Uh, got elbowed in the back and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys and I turned back and there was there was Kevin and um, and I, I for a minute I was kind of what the heck just happened and then I um, you know I, I chased after him of course he's a as I've stated many times he's a he's a bully with 17 million dollars in a security detail okay I don't know what's going on in Congress I got Mark Wayne Mullen the senator from Oklahoma trying to get into an actual fist fight with uh, Sean O'Brien, who's a labor leader, and a punk. Don't get me wrong, a punk. And then I have this story that Representative Burkett, I think that's how I pronounce his name, B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T, says that the former speaker, Kevin McCarthy, elbowed him in the kidneys in the hallway. I mean... This is just some nuts talk. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he, he, uh, from behind, that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we if we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look him in the eye and, and talk to him. Okay, so he walked down the hallway, hit you in his el- with his elbow. Yeah, you, and you, then- can, you can go on Claudia's 
Twitter account. It, it, it pretty much, um, or X account. It, right. it, it's, it's very accurate. But, okay, so then just explain. So you chased him? What do you mean you chased well, him? I just ran after him. I was like, what the heck? You know, why'd you do that? You know, because it was, uh, like I said, it, if you've ever been hit in the kidneys, it's a little little different. You don't have to hit very hard to cause a little bit of pain, a lot of pain. And, and so I, and he just, of course, um, as he always did, does, he just uh, denies it or uh, blame somebody else or something, you know, and it was just a little heated, but I just backed off because there wasn't any, I saw no reason. I wasn't gaining anything from it. And then- I don't know what's going on, but this is nuts. This is nutty. You have the Democratic Party can't secure a border. The Democratic Party has a presidential candidate who's 80 years old and the party doesn't have any faith in, never mind all the Jew-hating bigots in the party. And the Republicans are getting into fights, physical fights. Tony, why do you drink bourbon? Oh, I don't know. This is insane crazy. Certifiably the craziest stuff I have witnessed. What is one supposed to make of this? It's the weirdest stuff in the world. It's crazy town. And it goes to this idea that the Republicans can't, cannot focus. They cannot, cannot focus. They can't do it. And I cannot tell you that Speaker Johnson is going to be able to to uh, keep these people in line. I have got a president who doesn't understand the threat of China. And do you what, how would you define success with your meeting with President Xi? To get back on a normal course of corresponding, being able to pick up a phone and talk to one another if there's a crisis, being able to make sure our military still have contact with one another. We can't take, as I told you, we're not trying to decouple from China, but we're, what we're trying to do is change the relationship. You're trying to change the relationship to what? You're trying to change the relationship that they can keep spy balloons overhead? They can try and buy U.S. land? They can steal U.S. technology? Do you know how much there is within that statement to discuss all this in the backdrop of while he's doing the fifth national climate assessment? Oh, holy hell. You think you can get China to help you? China doesn't want to be poor. And they've got a lot of poverty-stricken areas, and they're not going to tell those people, sorry, you can't have electricity, because Joe Biden wants to ensure that he has some kind of emissions reduction. Which will bring us to Greta Thunberg, the most insane thing you will hear all day, and I am willing to give you somebody's paycheck if you can explain to me what it means. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I, I did say they made a lot of money. I'm just willing to do it. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Become a supporter. We would love to have you there. TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today.
As I said, I'm putting up a paycheck. You tell me what it means. Okay, admittedly, it's producer Carl's paycheck, but still, it's a paycheck. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What is going on? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Um, uh, th- this is Greta Thunberg. Remember, she was the child who wanted to tell you, how dare you? And she was giving evil looks to Donald Trump. And, and uh, somehow uh, we were supposed to believe she knew something about the climate uh, and, and how we're all supposed to like live in mud huts or whatever the case may be. Uh, she's a child. Now, she's an adult now. When she was a child, I paid no attention to her. I didn't say anything bad about her. I don't, I don't say bad things about children. I only felt horrible that she was being abused by adults to move a, a, a radical agenda. That is all I said. But now, she's a dumb, dumb person who doesn't understand the situation, doesn't understand the ramifications of her actions, does not understand the evil she is trying to unleash on the world. And you would be well served to make sure you tell your kids, your grandkids, kids, your nieces, your nephews, uh, students, uh, this is not a bright person. Wanting to have a a clean environment is different than the type of hellscape she's pushing for. And let me prove to you that she doesn't know what she's talking about. This event, I don't know where this event is happening. She's on stage. She's got a microphone. She's got five or six people behind her. And I guess the event was supposed to be about climate, but she's talking about politics. So much so that this man walks up to her and takes the microphone. We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I have come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. I come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. So I'm not sure what she's talking about, but you're going to learn very quickly it had something to do with Israel. The young people on the stage, some of whom are wearing keffiyehs. You want me to to describe what what a keffiyeh is? I I can do it. Um, It is a uh, cloth. uh, You would see it uh, worn as a uh, a headdress by uh, in Arab cultures. I I guess uh, you, you would say. Um, it kind of keep the sun off of you. In other ways, it is viewed as a, a, a I wouldn't say a religious garment. I, I don't think that would be a right, but I think it has made some level of connection regarding Palestinians. If you actually go, because I just wanted to see what they would say uh, to the Wikipedia page. In Palestine, the red Palestine, what Palestine? The red variety, usually with patterns which differ slightly from that of the common black and white, is often worn by Palestinian Marxists. Okay. Fantastic, then. That is, that, it's, it's, it's saying, hey, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure how they describe it. I told you what it is in terms of a headdress, how people see it politically. Well, I'd be, I'd be guessing. But uh, I love when Wikipedia likes to let you know about the Palestinian Marxist. So Greta Thunberg, 
is talking something political. This guy doesn't want a political rally. The people on the stage, some of whom are wearing kafias, then basically drag this guy off. Greta Thunberg is telling him to calm down. Now, you understand the people wearing kafias don't know anything. They're just showing some kind of solidarity with, I, I, I assume, Hamas at this moment. They walk the guy off the stage. And then the following chant breaks out. The entire crowd behind her, which is just a few people, the entire crowd starts chanting no climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. I will give you producer Carl's paycheck. And I'm not talking about an amount equivalent to it. His actual paycheck. Sorry, Carl. I will give it to you if you explain to me what the hell that means. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. No climate justice on occupied land. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I might not be myself a Rhodes Scholar. As if that means anything anymore. But maybe I know a thing or two. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that is. No climate justice on occupied land. Um, and they all chanted it. They all did it without question. They all watched Greta Thunberg and then they were putting their fists in the air. You let your kid follow this damn fool. You're crazy. Allow me to be much more blunt. You allow your kid or anybody you know to follow this fool, you are dumber than Greta Thunberg. Just making sure we engage a bit of, of ranking of these things. Who would, you might as well follow uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You might as well follow this insanity. Ceasefire means there is no military solution, only a diplomatic and cultural solution. A relational solution. Do you know how ignorant you have to be to think that in Israel? Hamas wants the Jews dead. What kind of solution is there other than Jews dead? Do you know how unbelievably ignorant that is? Dumb that is? We're, we're through the looking glass. That's nuts. But they're thrilled with it. Allow me to share with you something that is possibly nuttier. Because Chris Cuomo had Vivek Ramaswamy on his show. Now, Chris Cuomo is on News Nation. I like the people at News Nation. I've done a bunch of stuff with, stuff with News Nation, although not recently. And that's fine. And I do not know if it has anything to do with me saying, how in the world could you hire Chris Cuomo? 
you think News Nation is better off for having Chris Cuomo? Oh, he brings in a lot of viewers. I don't necessarily believe that. But what he does is makes me question whether they're serious about news. And I say this as a guy who considers Leland Vittert a friend, and what he has been doing in his coverage of Israel, sorry, has been exemplary. He has this whole news, uh, uh, war notes things you can subscribe to. It's excellent. Excellent work. Leland spent years embedded uh, in, in Israel when he was working with Fox. He knows the area. He knows uh, the, 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 the region. There are people there who do solid work. It ain't Chris Cuomo. He has Ramaswamy on. And it's a conversation about Nikki Haley. And then... Watch watch where Chris Cuomo goes. Oh, this is what the media is doing, is putting up Nikki Haley it's against me because the they know I'm the real they, they deal. Picked, please. She hasn't even been the, on my show. Picked, I'm Chris, just please. watching you get you know slapped what? I, around I, I by her, Kristen and I'm Welker. wondering what I, your strategy you know, the is. The fact of the matter is, Chris, the, my strategy is calling out the mainstream media like I did to Kristen Welker at the start of that debate. I asked her about the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, told her to look the audience in the eye and apologize to them. Just like I'll tell you, you're part of the mainstream media dis- despite pretending like you're not. Look the audience in the eye oh, and tell them you're part of the mainstream media. For all that happened, I'm part of the mainstream media. Hey, listen. And you play the listen, same games that the rest of the mainstream you, you media does. Take care of you're your doing family? it tonight. That's you're, fine. You've been, Vivek, you have been, you have been covering for your you brother. Think- you have been... Playing a game, you were kicked off of CNN. At that moment, never mind the talking over. This is a guy who hasn't learned anything from the CNN days. Your brother, the former governor of New York, was a lying fraud. Your brother, the then governor of New York, was trying to figure out how many uh, female associates he could scam on. And you decided not to report on things, cover on other things, and then tried to help him find dirt on the women who were making accusations. Damn straight he got fired. Why the hell would News Nation hire that guy? A guy who said of News Nation, it's embarrassing to be here. If I had a show at 8 p.m. on News Nation, do you know the amount of work I would do to make it the greatest show in cable news? There is no... Do you have any idea the amount of work I do now for these radio shows? You get entrusted with an opportunity to build an audience. You better damn well work your ass off in order to earn that trust and earn that respect. You better work hard. You better recognize the gift, man. But not Chris Cuomo. He's like, yeah. Of course I help my brother. Doesn't even bother me. Doesn't bother me. I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. And this conversation didn't end. This conversation continued in a part weirdo part two. Nikki Haley keeps kicking your 
ass in these debates. Why According go According to the left-wing media. Pick someone yeah. else. Chris, give me a freaking break. You turn on social media, you understand. People should watch that debate. I went to New Hampshire. People were laughing at the idea of the mainstream media's coverage of the New York Times columnists and people like you who belong there with one narrative because you have some identity politic vision of what you think a leader of this country should Nikki look like. Nikki Haley when in fact is my frozen horse. This country understand well the fact of the matter is you guys are, have made a career out of deciding that the america first agenda is not the future of this country kick that out of the republican party put a genteel version that you can control as your little puppet so you, american politics looks the way you want it to and yes many people well, you know what we don't need a republican party leader who itself is a wholly owned subsidiary of boeing which itself is a wholly owned subsidiary of the democratic party masquerading as a republican Vivek, so i there's do think a reason that, that she is beating you in the polls is a problem there's a problem for the last, for the last six the, weeks, and, and before that, it was the next six months before that. The fact of the matter yeah, is, we have one front runner in this race with 60 points ahead of everybody. That's Donald that's Trump, the change that you got to figure gonna out. Actually have a- Let me jump in from that, from that insanity. I'm not a, a Vivek guy, but I will respect the punch because he really is willing to. And the reason that people like hearing him is because in those moments, it is clear. He is clear. And they like the response. They like a guy who doesn't uh, sit back and take it. And certainly no one should take anything that Chris Cuomo ever delivers, ever. Chris Cuomo is not somebody to be trusted. And it is shameful. Shameful. That that guy has a show. But yet I must state that I do not think that Vivek connects. I think people like the hits. I think people go, wow, that's a really honest answer. There have been answers he's given. I'm like, that's good. But still, I don't think he captures the imagination. Anybody supporting him is supporting Trump. And if somehow Trump wasn't in this race, I don't think they're like, oh, Vivek. I don't think that's it. And I think part of the problem is he goes on with Chris Cuomo. Now, I I was once asked if I would do Chris's show. And I said, I would. I had to think about it. I was like, I would. But I will say what what needs to be said. I ain't going to worry about whether Chris likes me. I'm not going to worry about offending the guy. This is an offensive guy. Maybe if I'm running for president, I see it differently. I'm like, no, there's no point. That's not the show you do because Chris Cuomo is not a guy to be trusted. And maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't do the show because you shouldn't give a guy like this any level of audience. It would be better if, if, uh, if News Nation got rid of him. And when you hear a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I lied for my brother, I covered for my brother, and, 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 and I'd do it again. Why would anybody trust cable news after that? Why would anybody trust the network after that? That seems like a radical proposition. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know who is more uh, dense uh, Greta Thunberg or Chris Cuomo. I do know if that's the competition, it's not a competition I ever want to be a part of. I'm Tony Katz. 
Chicago is so unpleasant. How unpleasant is it? It's so unpleasant that Venezuelan migrants are going back to Venezuela once they see it. That's actually happening. The story is so great. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. That's the headline for the Daily Mail. Chicago is so unpleasant, migrants are fleeing back to Venezuela after being dumped in shelters and refused jobs. 20,700 border crossers so far bust to Chicago. They're like, oh, this is not what we expected. We expected to have everything handed to us. This is, this is not being handed to us. We're not getting everything we want. Oh, this doesn't work. In New York, they had set up like some baseball fields, soccer fields to be uh, encampments, and people showed up and they're like, nope, we'll go back to the streets. All this still has not convinced Biden to act. It still hasn't made any impact on Mayorkas. And by the way, they tried the impeachment. It didn't go through because you had eight Republicans be like, nah, we're not going to do that. I mean, you brought the vote. I don't know what you win by not doing it if you're going to bring the vote. This problem is only getting worse. I'll have more on that coming up. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz today.